Welcome to FIO on the Air, the voice of the festivals and events industry in Ontario. Please welcome our CEO and your host, Dave McNeil. Hello and welcome to FIO on the Air. On this edition of FIO on the Air, we've got uh, the folks from Sing, Patty Janetta and J.M. Erlinson. Welcome to FIO on the Air. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. So, Patty and GM, uh, in the first section, and, and, and really what we're going to do in, our, in the next number of podcasts is we're highlighting our conference February uh, 25th to 27th in Richmond Hill, and we're highlighting some speakers, and you're both on our speaker list. Uh, in the second section, we'll get into more about what your talk is going to be about and, and you know, give people a few hints and, and, and uh, why they should come to the sessions and, you know, maybe come a little bit prepared. But to start off, Patty, can you just talk a little bit about what Sting is? Uh, I know it's the Vocal Arts Festival that happens in Toronto in May, but uh, for those that may not know much about your organization, uh, here's your chance to tell your story. Okay, well, eight years ago, a small group of like-minded lovers of vocal music were drawn together by friend and colleague uh, Pat Silver and her talented son, John Michael, to brainstorm about how to tell people about acapella music, to get them excited, and hopefully to one day give it a home. Because although it was pretty huge across the U.S., um, really Canada, we had pockets where people knew about acapella music and were, especially in the universities, were, were performing it. But generally speaking, um, it didn't have a huge audience. And we really felt it had to. It should have a big and excited audience. So this small group of people was very, very hard to bring Sing the Toronto Vocal Arts Festival to life. And moving forward to today, we have been voted one of FEO's top 100 festivals in Ontario for the past five years running. And um, we celebrate vocal music, not only here in Canada, as Canada's premier uh, vocal arts festival, but also it's expanded into the world. So it's to see how it's grown from a team of fabulous board members, organizing team performers, clinicians, and our fantastic volunteers is pretty amazing to all of us when we look back. Does Canada have a, a history in the acapella? I mean, I think back to the nylons and, you know, they sort of pop right to mind, but, uh, and I'm sure there's a ton of other groups that I'm just really not in that genre, but yeah, I mean, acapella has been a factor in Canada for a long time. You, you spoke about the nylons. In fact, one thing that I wanted to mention is is the manager for the nylons, Paul Ryan, was an integral part of the founding of the festival. In fact, the nylons came together in our very first year to help build the festival based on their presence and, and their acceptance in the Canadian marketplace and their beloved status among a lot of the music lovers. Um, and so we, we, we built... We built the festival in partnership with them, but the, the truth of the matter is, besides the Islands as a professional group, Canada hasn't had as much of a, of a long-standing professional tradition of a cappella as perhaps the U.S. So the, the harmony singing of the 50s and 60s was more of a thing in the United States, and then as the collegiate circuit started to really pop up with lots of new um, focus on younger singers, that started in the U.S. and that really that really started you know coming up to Canada in the late 80s and 90s, with some of the professionals we see across the groups we see every year at Sing, you know, being fostered out of that environment. But before then, there wasn't as much of a focus in Canada. And we wanted to give more of that, that focus and that, that energy to bring in Canadian acapella home. 
and really giving it a, giving it a home here in Toronto and spreading it across the world to help showcase what we've developed over that time we've had, even if it's shorter. And I guess, while it's not Canadian, but groups like Pentatonics might must help your cause as well. Yeah, we, we, well, we, see, we, we owe a lot of <laughs> a lot of our public success to Pentatonics and the Pitch Perfect movie series. Those two have been huge uh, huge advantages for us because they've given us a, a more mainstream public appeal. Where we, you know, so sometimes people would not have known the word acapella. That wouldn't have been a thing people would have said. But since those movies and since the since the advent of pentatonics, it's been a huge, huge boon to us. Now people don't have to be defined every time we say the word acapella. Oh yeah, it means music without instruments. Well, people know that already. For myself, when I used to try to explain acapella music, it was difficult. I'd always, as Tom Michael said, use the nylons. Well, you know the nylons. That's acapella. But it, as John said, it's so nice now to be able to see the mainstream effect of acapella music, and also. I mean, we present all types and genres of, of uh, acapella music. I mean, pop, rock, jazz, choral, barbershop. And often people just thought of acapella music as barbershop, but it's like world gospel, folk, live looping, beatboxing, and, and all kinds of that kind of excitement when you go to watch it has now changed the face of acapella. And people know acapella. They, they, they don't actually have to be told what it is. People have been to, you know, religious institutions and sung, uh, you know, the, the hymns. They have they have heard world music. A lot of a lot of traditions from around the world have a strong backing in a cappella. Just they wouldn't know what to call it. So at your festival in May, how, how does it run? Like, do people from uh, around the province, around the world, come and perform? Is it mostly Toronto-based people or Ontario-based people? That's a great question. Uh, we, we try and do, as, as you might imagine, a balance of those. A big focus for us is helping to highlight local artists. So being, being able to bring a lot of the Canadian, Toronto-based artists out of the woodwork and give them a home and an opportunity to perform in front of larger audiences, more varied audiences, and give them a stage upon which they can build. And we've, we've been very proud to help foster Canadian talent and Ontario talent um, you know, in a, through our festival and through our different initiatives. But we also focus on bringing in inspirational people from around the world, whether they be clinicians or groups, world-famous groups, Grammy winners like the Swingle Singers or the Real Group or Rioton or Take Six or Naturally Seven. There's a, a whole host of incredible, incredible groups that we bring to Toronto to help inspire our aspiring performers as well as to showcase the possibilities that there are in the voice. And we've that's led to some incredible collaborations, not just between, you know, young singers and professionals, but also since between um, Canadian professional groups and international professional groups, creating one, one of a kind showcase opportunities for both groups to have a, a really interesting experience here in Toronto. And not only does that, that make our, our artists better, it makes our audiences better. It gives them something new to experience and something that, that will tweak the ear and expand the taste. And is that something that you guys build on throughout the year? Like, do you have showcases where people come in in addition, or do you look for new talent and, and putting different voices together? Well, that's a good question. We actually run a network of festivals now, or at least our, our brand is represented in a network of festivals, um, festivals in Texas, in Mexico, something, some coming in California, 
giving us an opportunity to see the best in the world every year. So we do active scouting at all these festivals and, and uh, that are represented by our brand. But of course, everyone on the board and folks in the community are very involved in seeing what's going on in acapella worldwide. So we, yeah, we are always on the active hunt for what's next, what's new, what's, what's, you know, what's established and, and building something that's exciting for us to put on. Yeah, this is a, as you might imagine, our board sits around and spends a lot of time thinking, what's the best thing for us to present this year and how is that going to shape our festival? Everyone worked so hard to find these wonderful performers from everywhere. And this year alone, we had 59 emerging to headline acapella groups and performers um, doing everything, as I said, from jazz to pop, beatbox, classical, world to gospel, and even a 70-voice choir. So we actually had more than 460 individual singers perform at Sing 2019. Now, another part of uh, Sing's mandate or, or things that you work on as a board and an organization is education. Can you speak a little bit to that? I'm glad you asked. You know, this is a, a focus for us. We understand that well, we might represent the, the generation of folks who are currently really performing a cappella in the community. We know the next is coming and we'd like to do the best we can to help inspire them to help develop their skills and help give them a home to grow. And that's what Sing does every year with our school program. Um, and since the inception of the festival, it's been a core part of our vision, a core part of our, our mission. And so every year we bring in our headline acts and some international clinicians to Toronto to work with a variety of different schools, some from priority neighborhoods, so network neighborhood improvement uh, areas, and some from just, you know, generally schools that want to bring in kids who have strong music programs, who have a focus on acapella. And, and through a combination of our partnership um, with some of our key sponsors, we help to fund this program to help give these kids a, a place to grow and learn with the world's best. So we've brought in people from Take Six, from Rockapella, to teach them the essential skills that they'll need to perform acapella on stage and inspire them with the stories from the growth of these individuals who've become professionals in the art. And it, you know, it's been an incredible learning experience, not just for the kids, but for us, to see how much it's been an impact on their lives and on their music. Um, and we get, you know, the, the biggest stories for me, the, the, the most heartwarming, is when we find kids who were part of our school program a year, two, three, four years ago, who become an artist in our festival. Um, and that, that shows us, yes, we're doing the right thing. We're bringing these people through the right program to, to inspire them to make something cool. Patty Janetta and J.M. Erlinson are our guests. They're from Sing. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Festivals and Events Ontario supports a lively, engaged, and dedicated festival and events industry. Purchase your Festivals and Events Ontario membership today and get a team of people working to help you succeed. Here's just a few benefits that membership provides. Promotion, saving money, networking, industry awards, supplier discounts, communications, skills development, and so much more. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. The voice of festivals and events in Ontario. FIO on the air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to FIO on the air. J.M. Erlinson and Patty Janetta are our guests. Uh, we're talking about Sing, and uh, they're both part of our uh, presenters at our conference in Richmond Hill, February 25th, 26th, and 27th. And, and your session is Beyond Borders. 
JM, can you talk a little bit about what you guys hope to cover? We don't want to give it away, but we want to entice some of our listeners to say, hey, I've got to mark that down. That's a must attend for me. We think of borders at saying as something that are artificially uh, uh, that are artificially built to constrain a festival. Sometimes that's very useful to help define a genre, to help define a style, but they can also be limited um, in ways that they sort of focus your thinking towards a certain path, the repeatability of that path, and don't give you the opportunity to innovate in ways that will help drive better attendance, will help bring new and, new and interesting participants to the table, and that will better equip your artists have a fantastic time and to go tell everyone else about what they've what they've experienced at the festival. It also limits you in a, a lot of ways to how you put the festival on. So in our session, we're going to talk about three pretty important things to innovate across to break down those borders of the organization. Um, the first is talking about the communities with which you engage. A lot of people see this uh, small subset that they're focused on, this niche uh, market that they want to target as the focus that they should be spending all their time on. But really, there's opportunities to open your mind to different ways of embracing the art forms you're, you're looking at, to embracing the kinds of music that you'd like to focus on, or art, or theater, or dance. And those, those involving those communities and bringing them into the decision-making process early can really help you to make a better product. The second is disciplines, understanding where you're able to collaborate in new and innovative ways with other disciplines that could touch and tie into what you and your artists do. We do that a lot at Sing. In fact, that's something we're very proud of. Um, and we'd like to talk a little bit about our story, how we've been able to integrate that into our programming. Once again, our decision-making processes and even our structure of the board. And lastly is understanding where and how presentation can happen and how you can tie in partners and partners festivals to making a larger network that can really bring the weight and power of what you're trying to do to not just Canada, but to the world. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about how Sing has made partnerships with different locations around around Canada, around the world, and what that's brought to us and how we've been able to exploit that to really create better programming, but also how we've been able to spread our message and our vision and our mission around the world to other communities who are looking to find the same information, who are looking to create the same experiences, and we can give them and equip them with a lot of tools that we've been able to develop through our festival's operation. And so it's, it's about breaking down those borders that you've set for yourself and opening up opportunities to make a better festival, to make a better audience experience, and to create, get better artists to do better work. And I think that's really important. And, and you hit on, on a key topic of our conference, that being innovate. And, you know, to, to other festivals that are coming to our conference, you know, it's important to be able to say, hey, I went and I saw JM speak on, on innovation and sing. And while we're not an acapella festival, what he talked about really can transfer over to my culinary event. There's elements that can go into sporting and, it, and it's just transferring the skill sets. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that, I think that the, the, the first thing I said about, about borders um, is, is really important to, to remember is that you know, when you think about your festival, if, you know, if you're an organizer or you're somebody who's working on the board, or even just a volunteer, when you think about the festivals or the events you put on, ask yourself, what are you constraining yourself with? What are the limitations you're placing on what you're doing? Sometimes it's, it's feasibility limitations. We simply can't do this much. Sometimes it's mental limitations, as in saying, I'm going to say to myself, I'm going to repeat it almost a mantra, this is what we are. This is what we are. We are nothing but this. And that second part 
that second part is what is what takes you down similar paths year after year. But to innovate, you need to break out of those patterns, break out, break beyond those borders, and open yourself up to new opportunities and create something brand new. Yeah, and you know the analogy of building those borders around yourself or, or getting your festival stuck in that box that you just can't seem to get out of. And I hate, hate analogies, but I mean, it, it really hit home there in that, you know, thinking outside of the box and, and how do we re, reshape and rethink. You know, we've got a great idea, but we've been doing the same thing for the last five years and it's starting to get tired and, you know, it's got a certain appeal. But how do we how do we reinvent ourselves? And, and that's part of the message that you're going to bring. Absolutely. And, and just as a note that, you know, that, that does play into a lot of other things. I mean, sponsors want to see this kind of innovation. They want to see a repeatable model, but one that expands and grows. Uh, funders, you know, we, we found that the Sing Festival has become much, much better to fit into a lot of different types of grants, a lot of different types of initiatives that these granting organizations are testing out. They're innovating their, their structures of funding as we're innovating our festival. And that co-innovation is really important for us to understand the trends that, that will be uh, you know, appealing for the funding bodies and for them to understand the festivals and what they're, what they're moving towards, what they're trying to build. Um, and I think that's been a really interesting push and pull. Um, and that's, that's led to the festival and the Sing Festival being not just you know, repeatable, but it's been sustainable for the past eight years. And it looks like it's sustainable for the next eight years, or at least crossing my fingers. So we're, we're, we're very happy that, that this mindset and this approach has led to a more repeatable, more sustainable festival while maintaining this innovation and growth that we want to make that's a part of our core mission. And Patty, you've been a, a, a huge supporter of ours for a long time. Can you, can you give some of our listeners some reasons why you think coming to the conference is so important? I've got a list of my own, but, you know, from your perspective. I have never once come to the SEO conference and not taken something back that has really been relevant to the work I'm doing in the industry. I've always learned something. I've always met new people. I've always been able to come back to the organizations I work with with some fabulous information about how we can do things better. New ideas, we network, we put stuff up on the board, and a lot of it has come from what I've learned at FEO. Um, listening to JM speak so passionately about what Sing does, it brings to mind that I myself have been in the audience often when I've been totally enamored by what I've been hearing from the people speaking. And I've known that I could take that back to my organization and say, let's look at this. This is something we have to try. When we're talking about what Sting has done, um, it's because of minds like JM and, and people around the board that have been willing to take that extra step and, and be innovative and do, you know, we do a lot of uh, co-presents, which uh, have been very successful for us. Um, I could give an example of, of Art Battle. Art Battle is something that's just taken off first thing. It's an interactive, competitive painting event paired with acapella music where, you know, four fantastic, usually three to four uh, acapella groups will perform and the artists will paint during these live performances and um, the audience just goes crazy for it. I, JM, I mean, you could speak more to it, but these are some of the things that the innovative things that um, 
thing has done and that it's turned into big successes that other festivals can look at. And those kinds of things, those kinds of partnering, that could really make a difference in their programming. One of the things we're trying to do with this talk and with being in FEO and being part of this community is to help inspire other festivals to take a look at some of the things the, the things we've succeeded with. And of course, we'll talk about some, some things that have been challenges for the festival as well along our innovation path. But things, you know, things like what, what Patty talked about with the Art Battle, that's about finding demographics and finding communities that we've engaged, we can engage with that expand our artistic horizons, our presentation horizons, if you want to make it more generic. Um, and in the, in the case of Art Battle, which is what Patty said, it also expands our demographics. So it brings it to a much younger demographic. It, it helps to democratize in some ways. Acapella uh, makes it, makes it anyone is able to contribute, makes it easier for people to get involved. It, it lowers that barrier to entry because you're also taking part in, in a different event that's a very community-organized, community-oriented experience. And so those those sorts of uh, innovations aren't unique to Sing. It, it, it sing the Sing Festival is good for those things because we spend a lot of time thinking about it. But any festival, any type of festival, could use this approach and can use these learnings to improve the quality of their programming, to help better reach out to communities that they want to engage with, and most importantly, just put on a better festival. Back in just a minute with Theo on the air. Become a Festivals and Events Ontario member today and join a family of more than 500 members that represent over 1,400 festivals and events in Ontario. Knowledgeable, dedicated, and passionate event organizers and volunteers who can help make your event a success. Membership fees range in price depending on the size of your festival or event. If you're a supplier of goods or services, you can also become a member and get connected with planners across the province. So many benefits, so little cost. Buy your membership today. Contact us now, Debbie at festivalsandeventsontario.ca. Welcome back. Theo on the Air continues. Here again is our host, Dave McNeil. Welcome back to Theo on the Air. Patty Janetta and JM from Sing are our guests today. If people want to get in touch with you and, and, and get more information about your organization, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Well, I would suggest going to singtoronto.com. That's your hub for all the information about Sing. You can contact us through the website and find out more information about all the programming we're doing throughout the year. And of course, if you reach out to us through singtoronto.com, we can also help provide some more information about what we're talking about at, at CEO and, and the different things that we've done. We'd love to collaborate and, and communicate with everyone who's listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your time, and, and we're looking forward to speaking with you at the conference. Patty, any last word that you want to give out to our audience? We're really excited to be coming to the conference this year and uh, speaking on this subject. If you want to get a taste of some of the great music that Sing is doing right now, you can listen in on Thursdays at 8 p.m. and Saturdays at 7 p.m. to Sing Acapella, streaming live on www.maplemusiccafe.com, hosted by artistic directors Dylan Bell and Siva Sankaran. Thank you very much, JM and Patty. We look forward to seeing you at our conference in Richmond Hill. November 25th, 26th, and 27th. If you want more information on our conference, go to feoconference.com and all of our information is housed there. Uh, you know, it's a work in progress as we build the conference from the ground up. We've got a number of great presenters already on there, but keep checking in for more information. You've been listening to Feo on the Air. Thanks for listening to Feo on the Air. 
the voice of festivals and events in Ontario. Festivals and Events Ontario has entered the world of podcasting with Theo on the air. Join us as we sit down and chat with the movers and shakers of the festivals and events community. The goal is to share insight, advice, planning techniques, and overall strategy with you, our FIO members. On the next podcast, would you like us to interview someone specific, cover a particular topic, answer a question? Let us know. FIO on the air wants to give you what you need to succeed. Contact us now, Dave at festivalsandeventsontario.ca.